It's October 25th, and this is the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake Farley, and today's reading comes to us from Jeremiah chapter 48, verse 1, uh, through chapter 49, verse 22 in the Old Testament. And as always, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. So let's go ahead and jump in. Jeremiah chapter 48, beginning in verse 1. This message was given concerning Moab. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. What sorrow awaits the city of Nebo. It will soon lie in ruins. The city of Kiriath will be humiliated and captured. The fortress will be humiliated and broken down. No one will ever brag about Moab again, for in Heshbon there is a plot to destroy her. Come, they say, we will cut her off from being a nation. The town of Madmen, too, will be silenced. The sword will follow you there. Listen to the cries from Hornaim, cries of devastation and great destruction. All Moab is destroyed. Her little ones will cry out. Her refugees weep bitterly. Clinging, climbing the slope to Luhith, they cry out in terror. Descending the slope in Haram, flee for your lives. Hide in the wilderness, because you have trusted in your wealth and skill. You will be taken captive. Your god Chemish, with his priests and officials, will be hauled off to distant lands. All the towns will be destroyed, and no one will escape, either on the plateaus or in the valleys, for the Lord has spoken. Oh, that Moab had wings so she could fly away, for her towns will be left empty, with no one living in them. Cursed are those who refuse to do the Lord's work, who hold back their swords from shedding blood. From his earliest history, Moab has lived in peace, never going into exile. He is like wine that has been allowed to settle. He has not been poured from a flask to flask, and he is now fragrant and smooth. But the time is coming soon, says the Lord, when I will send men to pour him from his jar. They will pour him out, then shatter the jar. At last, Moab will be ashamed of his idol, Chemish as the people of Israel were ashamed of their golden calf at Bethel. You used to boast, we are heroes, mighty men of war, but now Moab and his towns will be destroyed. His most promising youth are doomed to slaughter, says the king, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. Destruction is coming fast for Moab. Calamity threatens ominously. Your friends of Moab weep for him and cry. See how the strong scepter is broken, how the beautiful staff is shattered. Come down from your glory and sit in the dust, you people of Dibbon. For those who destroy Moab will shatter Dibbon too. They will tear down all your towers, you people of Aor. Stand beside the road and watch. Shout to those who flee from Moab. What has happened there? And the reply comes back. Moab lies in ruins, disgraced, weep, and well. Tell it, to, tell it by the banks of the Arnon River. Moab has been destroyed. Judgment has been poured out on the towns of the plateau, on Holon and Jehaz and Metheth and on Dibion and Nebo and Beth Dilibeth and Karabeth and Beth Gilam and Beth Minim, on Kiriath and Bozerah, all the towns of Moab, far and near. The strength of Moab has ended. His arm has been broken, says the Lord. Let him stagger and fall like a drunkard, for he has rebelled against the Lord. Moab will wallow in his own vomit, ridiculed by all. Did you not ridicule the people of Israel? Were they caught in the company of thieves, that you should despise them as you do? You people of Moab, flee from your towns and live in the caves. Hide like doves that nest in the clefts of the rocks. We have all heard of the pride of Moab, for his pride is very great. We know of his lofty pride, his arrogance, and his haughty heart. I know about his insolence, says the Lord, but his boasts are empty. 
as empty as his deeds. So now I wail for Moab. Yes, I will mourn for Moab. My heart is broken for the men of Kiriath Hisaron. You people of Sibanama, rich in vineyards, I will weep for you even more than I did for Jezir. Your spreading vines once reached as far as the Dead Sea, but the destroyer has stripped you bare. He has harvested your grapes and summer fruits. Joy and gladness are gone from fruitful Moab. The presses yield no wine. No one treads the grapes with shouts of joy. There is shouting, yes, but not of joy. Instead, their awful cries of terror can be heard from Heshbon clear across Elahilon and Jahaz from Zeor all the way to Horian and Iglath Shalishan. Even the waters of Nimrim are dried up now. I will put an end to Moab, says the Lord. For the people offer sacrifices at the pagan shrines and burn incense to their false gods. My heart moans like a flute for Moab and Kareth Hesheron, for all their wealth has disappeared. The people shave their heads and beards in mourning. They slash their heads and put on clothes made of burlap. There is crying and sorrow in every Moabite home and on every street. For I have smashed Moab like an old unwanted jar. How it is shattered. Hear the wailing. See the shame of Moab. It has become an object of ridicule, an example of ruin to all its neighbors. This is what the Lord says. Look, the enemy swoops down like an eagle, spreading his wings over Moab. Its cities will fall. Its strongholds will be seized. Even the mightiest warriors will be in anguish, like a woman in labor. Moab will no longer be a nation, for it has boasted against the Lord. Terror and traps and snares will be your lot. O Moab, says the Lord, those who flee in terror will fall into a trap, and those who escape the trap will step into a snare. I will see to it that you do not get away, for the time of your judgment has come, says the Lord. The people flee as far as Heshbon, but are unable to go on. For a fire comes from Heshbon, King Shion's ancient home, to devour the entire land with all its rebellious people. What sorrow awaits you, O people of Moab? The people of the god of Chemish are destroyed. Your sons and your daughters have been taken captive away. But I will restore the fortunes of Moab in the days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the end of Jeremiah's prophecy concerning Moab. Moving into chapter 49, beginning with verse 1. This message was given concerning the Ammonites. This is what the Lord says. Are there no descendants of Israel to inherit the land of Gad? Why are you who worship Molech living in its towns? In the days to come, says the Lord, I will sound the battle cry against your city of Ravna. It will become a desolate heap of ruins, and the neighboring towns will be burned. Then Israel will take back the land you took from her, says the Lord. Cry out, O Heshbon, for the town of Ai is destroyed. Weep, O people of Rabbah. Put on your clothes of mourning, weep and wail, hiding in the hedges, for your god Molech with his priests and officials will be hauled off to distant lands. You are proud of your fertile valleys, but they will soon be ruined. You trusted in your wealth and you rebellious daughter and thought no one, excuse me, let me try that again. You trusted in your wealth, you rebellious daughter, and thought no one could ever harm you. Verse 5, but look, I will bring terror upon you, says the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. Your neighbors will chase you from your land, and no one will help your exiles as they flee. But I will restore the fortunes of the Ammonites in the days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. This message was given concerning Edom. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. Is there no wisdom in Timnah? Is no one left to give wise counsel? Turn and flee. Hide in deep caves, you people of Dedan. For when I bring disaster on Edom, I will punish you too. Those who harvest grapes always leave a few for the poor. If thieves came at night, 
they would not take everything, but I will strip bare the land of Edom, and there will be no place left to hide. Its children, its brothers, and its neighbors will all be destroyed, and Edom itself will be no more. But I will protect the orphans who remain among you. Your widows can too, your widows too can depend on me for help. And this is what the Lord says. If the innocent must suffer, how much more must you? How will you not go unpunished? You must drink this cup of judgment. For I have sworn by my own name, says the Lord, that Bozerah will become an object of horror and a heap of ruins. It will be mocked and cursed. All its towns and villages will be desolate forever. I have heard a message from the Lord that an ambassador was sent to the nations to say, Form a coalition against Edom and prepare for battle. The Lord says to Edom, I will cut you down to size among the nations. You will be despised by all. You have been deceived by the fear you inspire in others and by your own pride. You live in a rock fortress and control the mountain's heights. But even if you make your nest among the peaks with the eagles, I will bring you crashing down, says the Lord. Edom will be an object of horror. All who pass by will be appalled and will gasp at the destruction they see there. It will be like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, says the Lord. No one will live there. No one will inhabit it. I will come like a lion from the thickets of the Jordan, leaping on the sheep in the pasture. I will chase Edom from its land, and I will appoint the leader of my choice. For who is like me, and who can challenge me? What ruler can oppose my will? Listen to the Lord's plans for Edom and the people of Timnon. Even the little children will be dragged off like sheep, and their homes will be destroyed. The earth will shake with the noise of Edom's fall, and its cry of despair will be heard all the way to the Red Sea. Look, the enemy swoops down like an eagle, spreading his wings over Bozerah. Even the mightiest warriors will be in anguish like a woman in labor. Moving into the New Testament, 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. Christus has gone to Galatia, and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychus to Ephesus when you come. Be sure to bring the coat I left with Carpus at Troas. Also bring my books, and especially my papers. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. 
and he rescued me from certain death. Yes, the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila and those living in the household of Onophorus. Erastasus stayed at Corinth and I left Trophimus sick at Matilus. Do your best to get here before winter. Ibilus sends you greetings, and so do Pudinus and Linus and Claudia and all the brothers and sisters. May the Lord be with your spirit, and may his grace be with all of you. That concludes our New Testament reading, moving into our Proverbs reading for the day. It's going to come to us from Proverbs chapter 26, verses 9 through 12. A proverb in the mouth of a fool is like a thorny branch brandished by a drunk. An employer who hires a fool or a bystander is like an archer who shoots at random. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. There is more hope for fools than for people who think they are wise. And finally, we will be reading Psalm 95 and Psalm 96 in a posture of prayer. This is the 95th Psalm. Verse 1. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the mightiest mountains. The sea belongs to him, for he made it. His hands formed the dry land too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God. We are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. The Lord says, Don't harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Massa in the wilderness. For there your ancestors tested and tried my patience. Even though they saw everything I did, for forty years I was angry with them, and I said, They are people whose hearts turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. That concludes Psalm 95, moving into Psalm 96, beginning with verse 1. Sing a new song to the Lord, let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord, he is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and beauty fill his sanctuary. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with his truth. Father, we await the day that you come and judge the world, and it would be a very frightful day. But for those of us who believe in you, it is a day that will be very joyful. Because you've sent your son to live the life we couldn't live, die the death we deserve to die so that we might be counted innocent. And now, Lord, we've been given your Holy Spirit. Uh, and through that Spirit, we have now the power in this lifetime to overcome sin and to live a life that is godly. And we wait today in which you do come back and you set up your 
glorious throne and kingdom in which there will be no pain, sickness, or desire for sin even. Uh, And we will all worship and praise King Jesus. God, we thank you for that good news. And I pray that we would live our lives in light of it. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me for today's reading. And I hope to see you back here tomorrow as we continue our journey reading through the Bible together.